Hello, we are back. Matt, how are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm good, thank you, mate. This is what is essentially the final Don't Give a Buck episode of the season, really, because, well, the Bucks season, season's ended, so in my eyes, that means the NBA season's ended. Who cares who wins the finals now? Yeah, the first has been super boring since we got knocked out. Yeah, like, I, like even watching, like the what's it three 0 to the Warriors. So they, we were also recording this on Tuesday, on Tuesday night. So this will be released Wednesday. But by then, the Warriors might have already swept the uh, Dallas already. Yeah, which is mad. And the was it the what's the other one? We've got the Nets. He, and, not the Nets. Sorry, the Heat and Celtics. Celtics are two two. Which but I don't think any of those games have been blowouts. Yeah, I was going to say, none of them have been remotely blast. close. Which, see what kind of bugs me about that, right? See, and I know we, you can go through the whole, you know, if you're fit, blah, 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 but see if we had a decent strength team and we'd go past the Celtics. I reckon we would have punted the heat. Yeah, probably. Oh, well. We move. Anyway, let's, let's not um, stay on that for too long because <laughs> we'll end up getting sad and cry. Um, this is pretty much just going to be a, like, a season review. Things that stood out to us. Anyone who has stood out. I've already got one thing I want to pick up on, which has made me quite sad for the, end of the season. But that can be, you know, I think everyone can guess what that'll be. It involves tenacity and how he did not crack the starting five. <laughs> Outrageous. Disgusting. So, uh, we we also done um, previews coming into this last at the start of the season, but we've done what a Western and Eastern Conference um, previews and who was going to go the full way. Both of us picked the Bucks to go the full way, and I'm pretty sure we both picked the Suns as the finalists that we're going to play mm-hmm. neither of which made it past the second round both got put out in game seven so well, yeah, one of them worse than the other so you know well that is true yeah the, the sun's definitely turned around to the box away you fucked up game seven hold my beer boys we've got this I've and one of them has a one of them has a better future than the other as well i think the bucks have a pretty decent future i think the suns are going to lose Aiden in the off season he's going to well, go somewhere i read something maybe they're well, this thing, I read something today where there's potential. Well, it was one of those, it was a trade fucking shite, and we all, we all know how I feel about them. But it was one of those, you know, this is the potential of what can happen to get eight into the box. I didn't actually, okay, well, I was a pretty sure. Yeah, no, I know, I didn't really because it was close <laughs> and I was like, not a chance. Yeah. But, <laughs> I'm just sat there thinking, I was like, what on earth do people wanted to give up? I've only seen one sensible post so far about the box finishing or ending the, series, the season so early and. The one person turned around and go, you know what? Team's actually in a really good place. We lost to the Celtics in seven without Chris Middleton. We could have taken him if we had a full strength team, which obviously then takes you in a different venture anyway. But it's the only time I've seen a decent post where somebody's actually had a bit of sense. Yeah, the team's in a good place. And, you know, we've got more off-season time now to rest, recuperate. I think we were a bit tired at the end of that series. I think you could see it on, see it, see it with Giannis, see it with Drew, maybe in the playoffs that, that you know, Drew's been playing, like, hasn't had time off the basketball for however long. I think you said it last time as well. And, you know, it was a whole sort of collapse of things that occurred that sort of, like, shut us down. It's happened. We move. And now we're going to have a nice long off-season. Get get some stuff back in the legs. Start looking at some moves. Um, get our guys re-signed. I mean, it already looks like Pat has re-signed, which is nice. I mean, we're saying this. This is very early to say it. But... <laughs> Are you the same as me? Are you preempting this because Pat was at this unveiling for the new concert hall, football stadium thing? I mean, Pat. So Pat is a big uh, real estate man. He's got a lot of a lot of stakes in the development of Milwaukee as a city. He's got a lot of properties in the city. Um, a lot of people have mixed opinions on his <laughs> renovations around the city, but um, yep. we won't get into the politics of 
that. What we can say is that he loves real estate. And if Milwaukee are building a, a, a lovely new concert venue um, in the Deer District, uh, you know, saying to Pat, you know, hey, we want you to be a big part of this. Uh, we'll, you know, whatever sort of dealings they've got going on, take us more of a bit of a pay cut. We'll give you loads of revenue from this. Uh, maybe they're going to rock something that, up. <laughs> so, I don't even know if that's from what we allowed, but if it was, it'd be a good way to do it. Mm. <laughs> because I don't know how much you follow rugby, but this kind of thing happened with Saracens a couple of years ago where they, they, they got in trouble because rugby has a salary cap. Where instead mm-hmm. of giving their players all these massive bonuses and things like that, they basically got given like I don't know, like backhanded like future payments, right? In a weird way, it was it was basically a way of them saying like when you retire, we'll set you up because you'll have X, Y, and Z. We'll help yeah. you get into this kind of business. And they got they basically got row for it and got relegated. So I assume <laughs> I know you can't get relegated from the NBA, but I assume that it would be the same kind of thing where you wouldn't quite be allowed to do that. But how handy would it be if you could? Yeah, yeah pack, stay in the box for the rest of your life. See that concert hall. That's twenty five percent yours, mate. Mate, it's the Pat Connaughton concert hall. <laughs> we'll name it after you. <laughs> uh, the only the only rule to it is he has to sing once a year. Doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. what he sings, yeah. he has to sing. You have to keep signing vet minimums. <laughs> Just stick around. And that is it. No, I, I think you're right. Obviously, a, a few folk had picked up on it. The fact that he was at the unveiling, which surely the bugs wouldn't have him there unless he was going to be staying. Yeah, and then there's also the Bobby thing. Obviously, um, you, you you have just got a, a phenomenal reply from Mr. Portis. That is it. That is it. Me and Bobby are no best friends. If you didn't know, go check Twitter for no besties. I compliment them. He didn't disagree. That's it. But that um, attire that he's just released is very Bucks themed. It seems obviously he can't, he can't use the official the official Bucks logo because that's a copyright and trademark thing, and so he wouldn't. But it's very Bucksy. So, but maybe that's just his brand rather than anything else. But it is very Bucks. Don't, don't get me wrong. With him playing for the Bucks and the fact that the well, that pose has now came from whilst he's played for the Bucks, I can see why he's went for Bucks green and what is quite clearly the white Bucks jersey, albeit it says underdog. Mm. But you would like to think he's not going to start selling things like that unless he's looking to stay. Because obviously he has his player option for this year. Which we all know is stupidly undervalued for Bobby. Which he will reject. Right? Which he should reject. Yeah, yeah. It'd be silly for him. By all means, if I was him, I would as well. But I'd like to think the Bucks are going to offer him something because if we mm. can keep Giannis, Chris, Giroud, um, Giannis, Chris, Pat, Giroud, Bobby. Pat, and Bobby, that's where I was going. Thank you. Sorry, I had a complete mind fart there. But that gives us a really good core. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's a really nice core. That's a, I mean, that's almost a starting five. I wouldn't want it to be the starting five. No, but, but the option is there. I'd, also, we've got Brooke Lopez for another year. Which, yeah. So Brooke Lopez is, this. Yeah. Brooke Lopez is, is the man who's being chucked in all the trades at the moment, purely for the money of his contract. See, we, we said this last time we were recording as well. I don't think Brooke Lopez goes anywhere because nobody's taken on $14 million for a year-long contract for well, a man who is just back from back surgery. Yeah. I mean, the only people that are are it would have to be Brooke plus a pick and it would have to go to a rebuilding team who are willing to take on the salary for the year and then they're just going to or they might even immediately cut him from the roster take it take the the money cut him from the roster immediately pay him out say cheers you know go do whatever maybe he signs a vet min with us well hey he's not allowed to that's not how that works maybe he goes <laughs> and signs a, a vet min with someone else or maybe he just says you know that's it I'm going to retire now um, and you know it would give us something out of him as opposed to just losing him, mm-hmm. not losing him in free agency next year, but 
it would be a way of getting something for a pick. And that and that would be the only way it would happen, which is why the trades that people are talking about with Brooke, they're going to the mag he's going to the Magic, he's going to the Pacers, he's going to the Kings, he's going to the Thunder. Those are the teams that you're sort of setting into, the Rockets. Because team no no actual team is gonna want no Brooke Lopez isn't gonna be playing for a team next year unless it's the Bucks, realistically. I think he stays with us for the year. Like I said, I can't see someone mm. wanting to willingly take that on. Right? I, I agree that if he's going anywhere, it's a, a rebuilding team where he's going to be the, a vet who just shows shows the ropes to younger guys. Right? Given how bad a year, well, I say how bad a year, how rough a year he had because his surgery, he missed all but what, like ten games plus playoffs. Right? I mean, he actually, he actually had a pretty decent year, all yeah. things considered. Oh. <laughs> in, the, in the games he played, he did. But what I mean is, in, he missed, what, like, yeah. 80% of the season? Yeah, for sure. I think this is his final swan song. I reckon that he finishes his contract out in the box and retires next season. Yeah, either he does that, or we kind of, all the Bucks force him into an early retirement by sending him to nah, somewhere where I don't he doesn't think, want to play. I don't think we do that. I don't think they, ha- I don't think they will, because they'll be worried about what they have to replace him, because I don't think we're keeping Sergio back. I reckon he'll no. be. God, right. So is he a free agent? I don't know how that's always question. I think I think he is of some form. I kind of mean I get confused with this but I don't think he'll stick around anyway. And and if he did, he's then you know he's part he's potentially part of a trade package as well for punt. Yeah. If anything, I'd like him to still be around because yeah, it's just more filler. The problem with with salary filler is you need picks to sort of sweeten that deal. Correct. And that's not exactly something the box have a lot of. Because that's how that's how the Celtics originally got rid of Al Horford. If they sent him to OKC, who are rebuilding, OKC didn't even care for him. The yeah, whatever he can come, but we'll take it. We'll take a pick off your hand. And the next season after, it ends up coming back. <laughs> yeah, but, fair play. Well played by the Celtics. They got what what to do with it. Ends up being very well. But, but I don't know. I just I feel like it, to be honest, I'd happily see Brooklyn this season team next year. Although granted, I would give Bobby Portis a starting fight, starting position at center. Yeah, I'd I don't know. I think effect, which. I get it brings its own issues with him being a bit slower and not quite as fast off the bench, which you get with Bobby. But if you're going to start Bobby, then that's a part of the hit. Yeah, I think I think we've got a lot to a lot to look at next year. I think defensive scheme needs to be something that we address because I think, but like it worked the year we won, the drop coverage worked. Um, but when you look at the teams that are now through to the conference fi- finals in in all four conferences. The, the the tallest center out of all of them is is six foot ten Dwight Powell. If you're um you know, bat like realistically the future of the NBA is a slightly smaller game, which is why this is sort of worked right. Like it's it's, it's how we've been mm-hmm. sort of exposed is because we've had Brook who can't really move, and we've been forced to play him longer minutes than maybe he should have been because we've we've lacked rotation pieces, or we've lacked whatever. Um, but it's got it's got to the point where it is sort of outdated. Now it is weird to say that one year after it worked, but I think we just maybe we got lucky with matchups or whatever. But I think maybe the future is to sort of like move to a to like like Bobby is a player who's who who's you know still still big, but he can switch a little bit easier. You, know, you don't mind him being put on a guard. I mean, you wouldn't want it, but you wouldn't ask for it. Whereas like with you definitely do mind if like. Brooke gets switched onto a guard or a, or a smaller forward. Yeah, it's, it's obviously not, not, not great. I'm, I'm going to put a proposition out here, right? And it's a bit wild because it's relying a lot on a rookie, right? Or whatever you call them in their second season, right? 
Bobby starts, right? We've got Sandro who can play centre, right? Tall, not a bad player, right? He's still a bit raw, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Keep Rook Lopez on the payroll as a backup centre slash floating about the place and use him to tutor Sandro Ma- Manukelechvili for the next season. Yeah, I feel like there is definitely potential in Sandro. Um, we'll have to see. He's already quite old. Surprisingly, it was his 24th birthday oh. the other day. Happy birthday. Say old, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. old. Uh, don't get me wrong, right? He's never going to become the next Yanis, right? We all know that. He's not going to go from this raw player into a world-dominant, like, you know, MVP. We get that. But with somebody like you've got, Yanis will be helping mentor him anyway because he's still part of the team. Right, you've got his good pals with Giroud, so we'll be getting he'll be picking things up from there. You've got Bobby Porter's who'll pick things up of, and you've got Brooke Lopez, who is a hell of a defensive center. Right, keep them together and train them up. I reckon that if you start giving them more minutes and give them more opportunity, what are we losing? Yeah, I mean, but then you sort of get into the, the issue with it's the same as like, do we draft someone right with, with our pick? We've got the 24th, I think, pick, mm-hmm. it's a lot yep. higher than actually we, we have in the last few years because. We've, we've been we've been you know uh, the best team or whatever in the in the in the east so we've been dropping 30 every year and so we've been pretty much like oh yeah see we like who cares um we've got 24 this year so slightly better pick um people would argue maybe slightly better value but maybe someone that could actually be useful i've seen a lot of a lot of people talk about ej little i think is his name um i have no idea anything about him i know that he's a he's a small forward power forward kind of player switchable the- wing is he, the, is he the lad that people think can go right into the lineup? Yeah. Because I've seen people, one at Aerobian then. Yeah, people reckon that, that he's probably ready enough um, defensively. Because I think, I think when you're picking these rookies, especially if you, wanna, if you want a rookie as a, as, a, as a team who can come straight in, you want a rookie that can defend, first of all. That's the first thing they've got to do. It doesn't even matter if they've got some, mm-hmm. um, some rawness offensively. That can be worked out. If, if they can defend, then they can go into an NBA game and they can get experience and learn better. Whereas I think recently we've been picking guys who are like big sort of explosive scorers or whatever, like Jordan, Jordan Wara, um, mm-hmm. who maybe are a little bit raw on the defensive and thinking we can teach them defense. I think it's probably easier to teach offense to a player than it is to teach defense. So maybe maybe we find some nice depth there. Maybe we pick a center even, a defensive center. I mean, there's some bloke there's some bloke out there who, who was averaging five blocks a game in college. Maybe we pick him. I don't know. <laughs> well, well, this is the other thing. I, I'm with you on that one. If we're going to take something, then do we look at taking someone with essence? I say be Brooks replacement, but be the replacement on the bench because I still stand by mm-hmm. Bobby probably takes Brooks' place. Yeah, if and when Brooke leaves, right? Saying that, that's all. That's that's all saying that Bobby's going to stay. True, but if you're paying the money to Bobby, which you'll have to, to get him to stay, you don't want to be spending that much money on a backup player, especially if you're paying you, you're because gonna... Pat and Bobby are probably worth similar amounts of money. If you're mm-hmm. one of them has to start, surely, because one of them, one of them, one of them will be the sixth man, and one of them's got to start. I'm getting to the stage now, right? And I think I said it a few times throughout this season, and I know I said it to you via text a couple of things. I don't get why Pat hasn't been starting. Mm. Right? I get we had Grayson Allen as a starting shooting guard, right? I don't get why we didn't have Pat Connaughton in there. Yeah, the whole right? time, because really, I, maybe. Yeah, because he, he comes off the bench. And don't worry, I know coming off the bench is different because it's different matchups a lot of the time, right? But he's coming off and he's shooting very, very well. And it was also an improvement on last year, which was an improvement on the year before. And he, he, give, him the, he, give him his opportunity. He also seems to play his best when Giannis is on. And then, Correct. so... He's got a bit more freedom because people are more focused on Giannis and that gives him more free shots. 
maybe the idea is that like he's the Chris substitution and so we have that and I think that's maybe due to the fact that we've we've struggled for size at forward so mm-hmm. Pat's having to play small forward as opposed to playing maybe shooting guard which is maybe more more of his position and so he's coming into a lineup where we've got a point guard somebody Drew's playing shooting guard he's come in at small forward then you've got Bobby and whoever maybe Giannis maybe whoever um whereas really he, he maybe he should be starting at shooting guard and we need some bigger blokes off the bench to play small forward or power forward and whoever they are i guess we'll see <laughs> it's, it's just one of those that frustrate me because you had like the likes of wes matthews coming on who weren't really performing anywhere near as good as they should be that why not looking given a pat an opportunity to put grace on the bench we got we got rid of donnie who was the big sort of shooting guard you know, it's a matter as we've said a few times throughout the season was, was it Dante or Grayson? Mm-hmm. We're bad Grayson, right? I've got no issue with that because Grayson's not a bad player. Yeah, he had a poor series against himself. Really cool. It happens. <laughs> yeah, it happens. I think you know, that's another one we've got to talk about is is whether or not the buck back Grayson to, to stick around and not have a stinker again next year. I think we do because he didn't. Ha- he had a really good start to the season, right? Which we all agreed. He, he was hitting, what, double-figure points the majority of his first, like, what, 15, 20 games. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, he had a wee blip. He then had the issue with Caruso, which I think affected him more than what people let on. He then had a decent series against the Bulls. Yes, it was against the Bulls team, who weren't particularly great. doesn't matter. Yeah, he still, still got to make your shots. Especially once Chris, once Chris went down. He started playing really, really well. Um, and he was he was making making all of his shots. Whether that was because there was less pressure, because it was a bad Bulls team and it was at home, or whatever. You, you, can, you can go that way, but at the same time, it's still, you know, it is what it is. And then, yeah, he had a shitty series against the Celtics, but you can say that would be quite a lot in the box players. You know, there wasn't many people who pulled the finger out their arse going into the Celtics series and actually came out well. If they did, we would have won. At the yeah. End of the day. yeah right? I mean, so, I, I think if we, were tra- if we were to trade Grayson, right, one, where does he go and what do we get back? Yeah, right, because he's not an old player; he's still young. Again, what is he? What 23, 24, 25? Looks about twelve. But <laughs> yeah, he's definitely yeah. he's not an old player. That you know, invest in him at least give him one more season because we've given him a new contract already. If we're not, mm-hmm. so so he signed so, an extension immediately when he signed. Yeah. So so we've obviously had enough faith in him at that point to go. You know what? We're going to give you the chance, mate. Let's see what you can do. Yeah, it'll be so, interesting to see. We probably we probably will keep him, but here we go. Man, I'm right in saying Donny DiVincenzo is a free agent at the end of this year. <laughs> yeah, I've heard. Imagine we brought him back. Yeah, that's so, never going to happen, by the way. But imagine we did. Donny had a go at his. Um, Donny had a go at Sacramento for seen that. not playing him enough at the end of the season because it. He <laughs> was like, you know, you're you're tanking my value. I want to get I want to get paid in the in the off season. You're you know you're bringing me off the bench on purpose or whatever, so that I'll be worth less. So you can sign me for less. <laughs> you know that's what, right? Fair play to the Kings if that's what they're doing. But uh, I can see why he's frustrated. I still don't think he'll get a massive bag anyway. I think he deserves something. Don't get me wrong. And I'm so quite mm. sad that we let him go. But I'd be interested to see what we get for it. Or what he would get, sorry. Um, sorry, I'm going to, I'm doing a bit Googling here for the box roster because I want to see what we've got contract wise. I think that's all reference. Right, so we've got Yanis all the way through till you know, the future. We've got Chris up until the end. What are we in, 21, 22, 22, 23? Yeah, we've got Chris for another two years. What the hell? His contract just keeps going up and up and up. Yeah. <laughs> Same with Julian Holiday. And then, yeah, 
Lopez out of contract at the end of that year. Serge Ibaka was out of contract at the end of this year, but he's on £9 million. Pound. But he's, he's, dollars, he's, he's gone right, dollars. Yeah. yeah, so he's away. We've got Pat for one more year, which I reckon we'd reset him. Same with Bobby Flores. I think we take the two of them. Grayson Allen has a contract through till the end of the 23-24 season. What's he earning? Um, four million for this season. Grayson is then nine and a half million dollars the season coming up, and then yeah. ten and a bit for the season after that. Mm. Nine and a so half. I suggest is, is something to to trade <laughs> if we fancy that. Is mm-hmm. a decent amount of money yeah. that we could trade. It is, but again, will somebody want to take that on? He's, he's 26, by the way. He's not as young as I thought. Apologies. Mm. He's 26 year old, which is still young because I'm coming up to 30. So anything under 30 is young. What's quite annoying is we need a backup point guard next year for sure because George is not good enough. Um, and it's annoying because I think I think Javon Carter would be a really good backup point guard, but I just don't think he'll be able to. I just don't think we'll be. What, a, he'll want what to. about Javon Carter and Luca Villadoza together? Yeah, I mean, I'm, they, can't, they can't be on the court at the same time. I get that, but splitting the minutes. I'd be perfectly happy, but I just don't think Javon's going to sign. Luca, if Luca's no, really good, that could actually that could actually be class. Well, I mean, I, th- I I agree. I don't. I can't see Javon resigning not after getting sort of punted out of all the playoff rotation. Yeah, because he was so when he was doing so well. Really, yeah. Like, and I mean, all, all, uh, all the Bucks fans know that it was kind of grim. But you know what? I mean, if Luca's good, that'd be fun. Right. So, I'm sorry. I'm looking through this. Where's Matthews? He was on two million dollars this year, right? And he's not got anything coming up for next season. I don't think we're nah. insane. He's a goner, right? I think we do. You know, I actually think we do. We take one more year. One year, give him the one point, whatever the vet min is, give him that, sign him on, get him around. But just, we can't be starting him next year going into the playoffs. He's a good defensive, but like coming yeah, up the bench. Yeah, depending what we use him, depending what we use him for, then yeah, I'm all for. Because right? you get you get infinite, you get I say infinite, you get as many vet mins as you want, even if you're over the tax. So you might as well give it to to a guy that we know can do stuff. I think where's is where's is that guy? All right. So we keep him. Jordan Water is out of contract at the end of this year. Um, but I reckon we do re-sign him. Does he have options? Um, I think sorry, I'm, I'm a, just on the basketball reference. It, there's nothing there for anything about player options. There's nothing there. Like that. I could be wrong. No, damn. Unless he's he just not there. At the end of this season. <laughs> yes. Maybe he's not, maybe he's not a trade asset then. <laughs> I reckon I reckon we re-sign him. Whether that's maybe a trade or whether it's uh we keep him on the books because I don't think they want to get rid of him. Right, yeah, yeah. and hmm. I'm going to throw another name out here because I really like him for the herd. Right, Ray John Tucker. He's got a three-year, well, what was <laughs> a three-year with us as of the end of this current season. He's on 1.8 million and 1.9 for the next two years. Right, not a bad player. Was absolutely flying for the herd. Got brought up for the playoffs because we needed people, and he got himself a decent contract. I don't understand yeah, why we keep him around. He can hang around. He can play, <laughs> he can play point guard, shooting guard. He's only 24. And he's not a bad player. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's ready to start making any major minutes. But I don't see why we would sign him on a three-year deal or two-year deal to then go, right, thanks for the help during the playoffs. He got some garbage time in games. We got pumped in. See you later on, mate. Hmm. One player I do really like is um, Kenrich Williams, who plays for OKC. He's a, <laughs> he's a, he's a small forward, power forward. Um, he can shoot threes and he can defend. Um, and he's, he's quite big. And I think because with the Thunder rebuilding, he, he he's sort of a player that, you know, sort of he's 27 now. Is he going to be, are they going to want to keep hold of him to the days when they're actually competing, which will be in a couple of years? 
Maybe not. Maybe they'd rather have a pick from us. Maybe even just a second rounder, because um, the OKC Thunder love picks. Maybe they'd like a pick, a pick from us, just to be like, for us to just take him. Because I don't, I don't think his contract is is silly. Um, and I think he's a, Ooh. yeah, he's on two, he's on two million, and he's a really really good player. And so mm-hmm. he's a player yeah, that we could definitely tr- just trade a pick for and nothing else really. Get him back if the Thunder are willing to let him go. But I don't think I think because they're rebuilding, I think they they might be willing to let him go. Interestingly, some <laughs> he ended up on the OKC Thunder as part of the true holiday trade because he was playing for the Pelicans and he and he, <laughs> yeah. he 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 got he got mushed in with all of this somehow to end up in <laughs> OKC. <laughs> Sorry, I am just looking through basketball reference reference here. Um, Look at Villadoza, his twenty two twenty three contract is not guaranteed. Ridge and Tucker, twenty-two, twenty-three, and twenty-three, twenty-four are not guaranteed either. Mm. But we get, we can guarantee them. I think we've got the option too, right? If yeah. All right. So we've got the option of keeping them there. I'm sorry, I'm looking through because I found a wee bit for like player options and stuff. Tanasis says, or Tanasis contract for next year is a player option at something. Some money. Wes Matthews not guaranteed for this year, but it's already happened. And uh, so I was, sorry. So there's a few players we could look at keeping as whether or not we want to. But that boy from OKC would be nice to take, but I don't know, again, how do we go about doing it? Yeah, it's just, um, hmm. it's a lot of, Correct. it's an interesting one. It's a really interesting one. I love Correct. my Bamba. I love him. He's got a great song about him. Um, in, fact, in fact, when you type in Mo Bamba on the internet to go and look at his basketball reference, the song comes up before, and it, you know, it, t- it takes a long time before you even get anywhere near him as an actual person, which is quite funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, he he's out of contract at the Magic. Um, he shoots threes. He's the center. That's that's what we need. <laughs> that fits the bill. <laughs> he's young as well. He's he's what twenty four, I think. Yeah, he's twenty four. You know. Yeah, he's not old. If, if if we need a center to start, because really we do need a young center, a younger center, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe he comes off the bench, right? And we and we start Bobby and and he comes off the bench, but we do need to get younger at the centre position. And I think oh, you're spot on there. Last year he shot 38% from three on four attempts a game. That's decent. That's very good for a centre, especially a young centre who, who's sort of working on his shot and get upgrading his skill. Issue: a lot of injury problems when he when he first came into the league. Um, mm-hmm. But last year he was pretty consistently there playing. You know he played he played. 71 games last year. That's good. That's very good considering his injury record prior to that. How much money is he going to want? Hopefully we can keep him low because of the injury stuff. Um, you know, yeah, he's on 7 million at the moment, but that's because he was a last repick. Would he want 10 million next year? I don't know. Who knows? I guess we'll have to see. It'd be great. The, the issue we obviously had, right, which is a big one for the Bucks and especially the Bucks fans, is that the owners like to cheap out when they can. Mm, 100%. Obviously, we've seen, we've seen that with PJ Tucker last year, which has obviously caused a shitload of animosity between Bucks fans. This year, watching him play for the Heat, and everything goes with it, right? And there's obviously been that concern about will they then will they cheap out for the whole Pat and Bobby contracts coming up, right? Which is fair enough. And then but, building whatever roster afterwards. Are we just going to sign Pat Bobby yeah. and then well, sign a bunch a bunch of random dudes like a bunch of like this, one this year? This is my thinking, right? This is my thinking, right? If we have Yanis, Chris, Giroux. Brooks more than likely going to be there. Pat, Bobby, and Grayson, right? That is, it's a good court, but it's a lot of money. Mm, exactly. Uh, it doesn't leave a hell of a lot, which is why I think players like Tucker and Villadoza and Carter, if he wants to come back, 
could potentially be easy picks because they're young players. They're not bad players, and it's going to help them come forward. Yeah, I mean, but they're, this they're, is, they're cheap is a big one. This is why you've got a lot a lot of people talking about trading Brooke, trading um, Grayson because you look at Brooke, Brooks on what twelve is it fourteen million. Thirteen point nine million dollars. He will be on there this season coming, and is a thirty-six-year-old back from back surgery, aging out of the game, uh, defensive style no longer works. Brooke Lopez is he worth fourteen million? Probably not. Can we get someone else for fourteen million who would be better? Probably. Should we trade Brooke for that person? I'd say probably. And I, I, it's no disrespect to Brooke. Brooke's been phenomenal. Brooke, Brooke's. Right. Um, but you know, at some point, at some time, like it is the time to say, you know, this is this is the end, and thank you for your time. Thank you for everything you've done. Which is fair, and I, I totally agree because the Bucks are in win now mode, right? which is obvious. Mm, exactly. The fact, we've got Yanis, we can't waste it, right? And I still stand by every big three is one of the best big three in the league, mm. right? Is it possible for the Magic to then do a um, saying a trade with Mobamba? Yeah, that is so that, that that would be how Mobamba would have to get over if Bamba. Wants 12 million, 14 million. We can then trade back to them and take Bumber in the contract on matchup. So it means even though that will still, like, even though we shouldn't be able to trade for a person or sign a person, yeah, we shouldn't be able to sign someone for 14 million because that would put us but over we can because the salary the contract's match. We can because we're giving someone for 14. Yeah. So, so, so if we give Brooks back and then give him a pick maybe as well to sweeten the deal, but even because he is technically a restricted free agent. So the magic could match it. And admittedly, this is all dependent on the NBA draft, this whole Mobamba situation. Because if the magic decide that um, Jabari Smith or Paolo Bancaro and a guy that they want to take at number one, um, who are both powerful, is, then, they, then, then they're going to re-sign Mobamba because they'll need a center. If they take Chet Holmgren, they won't need that center and are more likely to move on from, uh, from Mobamba. The issue there is the reason people are, uh, are more focusing on, on Mobamba is they just traded with the Bulls uh, for Wendell Carter Jr., who this season has been playing power forward. He played centre for the Bulls, but he's been playing power forward for the Magic alongside Bamba. They played together. And Wendell Carter was actually very, very good. In fact, he was far better than than, um, than Mo Bamba. And that's sort of a piece of that, that they should, and they should really like, and they should really be drafting someone in that position because he's been so good for them. So that's why you're looking at the Holmgren and you're thinking, okay, well, so Orlando are going to take a centre. Let's nick one of theirs. It's the same reason we're looking, I'm looking at Cambridge Williams because the OKC Thunder are then going to be looking at power forwards to be drafting. So Cambridge Williams, who's their current starting power forward, going to be, okay, well, we can have him as well. <laughs> it's just so complicated. There's just so much we could go on. But, you know, we could spend all day sitting chatting about the what ifs of what if we're saying this guy, what if we trade this boy. Watch absolutely fuck all happen throughout the summer for us. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll re-sign Pat and or Bobby, and that'll be the extent of it. Because that's came, that's what happened last year for a bit, wasn't it? You know, we re-signed, we re-signed Bobby, and then actually the PJ was gone, and then nothing really happened after that. But also, we they, traded some we traded the, Grayson, uh, traded for Grayson, which was nice. And then after that, we didn't really do anything. We drafted our guys, and then we signed a bunch of minimums, who we were actually quite happy with. I mean, we signed mm-hmm. Wes and uh, Demarcus Cousins. Which is something that you that, can almost that forget that happened. But. Yeah, that went south after. You know the one I do feel bad for is DeAndre Benbury, right? Oh, yeah. So we brought him in and then shit hit the fan for him, right? Mm. I, I get why the Bucks got rid of him because we needed the Ross spot going into the playoffs, right? Not and he was on the final part of his contract. Well, we so, yeah, well, no, we did. That, yeah, that we brought the, Ray John Tucker up, which I can kind of understand because, oh, 
Right, he wasn't going to play much anyway, but at least we had the player there if required. I wouldn't be angry if we bought Brambury back on a year-long deal. Yeah, whether yeah. or not he would want, whether or not he wants to come, or the Bucks even think of it, is a different story. To be fair, Javon was actually like, I remember a lot of people thinking, oh, Benbury, this guy's going to be actually really useful. Um, Javon, maybe not. So, you know, I, it, he just seems like a guy that we're going to pick up. But it actually turned out that Javon was actually much better than Benbury yeah. in his in, in the minutes. So, my my favorite thing about Javon Carter is that his mum goes on Twitter and likes all the nice tweets about him. <laughs> that always amuses me. It's, I find it dead sweet. You know. You know, you know who we're going to sign? I'm going to, here we go. What I'm going to, what I'm doing is I'm picking a random team. I'm picking the Charlotte Hornets. I'm going to go to their oh, wow. roster. I'm going to find someone who's out of contract and tell you a random bloke that we'll probably sign for the, for the minimum. While we're waiting on that, right? Lyndall Wigginton is currently on a two-way contract, right? I have got a signed Wisconsin-haired Lyndall Wigginton jersey coming to myself. <laughs> Right, so for that, I want to see Lindell getting a full-on contract and remaining with the Bucks. Oh yeah, we're going to sign um, Nick Richards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't uh, even know. No, is he good? It's, no. <laughs> it's like we, like, re- realistically, we're just going to yeah, we're going to find some free agents. We're going to find some random bad ones on one-year deals, and we're going to sign them for nothing. And they're going to be bad. It's going to be Rodney Hood and Semi Ojale all over again. Ah, uh, let's not do that. The thing that annoys me, though, right, is we also won the championship last year, right? We all got a taste of how good it could be. Excuse me, including the owners, right, who have invested a lot of money into this, right? Look at Yanis Antetokounmpo guaranteed near enough 180 million over the next four years, right? Or three years now, sorry, right? Why not look at that and go, you know what? Let's just invest and hope for the best, right? We've already proven yeah. we can do it with the, with the core. Let's just keep investing. We're in win-now mode. Because the money they must have made off of that would have been tenfold what they've spent, right? Why not just suck up and go with it, right? And see if that means that you're spending more than what you want on players, but they're going to come through, right? Giving Bobby and Pat a little bit of extra cash to stick around, bringing someone else in who you wouldn't normally spend the money on, but it's going to be worth it. Yeah, go I mean, it. that's... I mean... Interestingly, you can also make up. I mean, if you start to talk crazy, you can make up twenty-four million by combining Grayson and Brooks' contracts. But then you're then you're trading for a player that's actually quite good. And I don't think yeah. that, that player exists on the market at the moment. But no, that was true. Um, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what the owners decide to do. Hopefully, this year was a bit of a wake-up call. You know, you didn't spend the money this year that you could have done. And we probably could have done a bit better if you had done. You know, this suppose, year, let's not do flip, that I suppose the flip side to it is they're relatively happy in being... I, I, when I say mediocre, I don't mean the Bucks are a mediocre team. But they're relatively happy to be at that stage of, we're making the playoffs, we've got to the second round again. Yeah, it's not bad. We, we got could have gone with the Chris thing. Let's do the, yeah. we, let's do the exact same thing next year and Correct. just hope that we're a bit more lucky. And I think, yeah, realistically, right. that's exactly that's what's going to happen. happen. Yeah. Let's look at what we can do. We've got two players who are on player options. Hopefully they take them. If they don't, we deal with it. Because, you know, we're talking about this. So there's no guarantee that Pat and Bobby won't turn around and go, you know what, right, we'll take the deals that we've already agreed. We'll take the player option for this year. But next year, we want X amount of money guaranteed that you're going to offer as a contract. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Which is a possibility because if they do that, it keeps them in win-now mode. But you're half of what you probably have to spend them. But to be fair, that's then a bit more of a better yourself thing, I think. Bobby's agent yeah. will be saying to him, yeah, don't no, do that. Don't that. You, take, you've take got the money for, while your value is high. 
yeah, 20 million down down here. Go do that. <laughs> Which, and by, by all means, see if either of them left. It was the same with PJ Tucker when PJ Tucker left, right? It would hurt. But see if they turned around and went, you know what? I've drafted my ass off here. I've been offered my bag up and over here. I'm going. Yeah. I mean, it's, people. I think people were confused because the, the whole PJ thing came out recently, right? The the actual way it went down. And people were like, oh, well, the owners were being actually very reasonable with it. And I turned around and everyone was like, I don't understand, you know, if you he, if he really had that attitude. Because, well, what happened was the owner said to him, oh, you know, PJ, uh, go out and find a deal. And whatever the best deal you can find is, we'll match it. Yeah. Yeah. And he took that as an insult to be sort of like, well, just why don't you just pay me? You should be like, I, I see like, both sides from this. You know, just just pay him. I mean, you don't need him to because it, yeah. it does sound a bit like they're like, okay, so what's the what's the maximum amount someone's willing to pay, and we'll pay a little yeah. bit over instead of them Correct. just saying we'll give you this we'll money, you. and yeah. we think we think you're worth this much, and this is how much we value you, so we want to keep you around. You know, we want to give you the maximum we can give you. Um, which was the same amount. In fact, it was more than what Miami ended up giving him. The maximum I think we could have given him was 10.5 for the two years, mm-hmm. uh, or the 10.5 for the, even the one year, whatever it was, whereas he's getting 7.5 from Miami. And it wouldn't have done anything for us cap-wise, but the owners would have had to actually spend 40 million in yeah. luxury tax rules because it would have put us which, 10 times, it would have put us 10 mil over, which then causes you to pay 40 yeah, mil in which, tax or something. I don't know. I understand why the owners don't do that because that's a lot of money. You know, mm. I, I get upset the fact that I'm out to spend an extra tenner on fuel to go fuel my car up. Right? Yeah, you've got to spend so, 50p extra on a, on a meal deal. But. Yeah, exactly. It's right. I'm raging. But I, I get where they're coming from. But at the same time, right? You're spending all this money on your big three. Just invest. You're going to make the money it, back. Yeah. Your, your jersey sales, your merchandise, your ticket sales, all of that, you're going to make it back. You're going to go deeper into the playoffs. And I suppose that point is. Right? But. People are still going to buy Giannis jerseys, whether or not PJ Tucker's on the roster. Correct. But the sad part of that is that whilst I get why they have turned around about, right, you're saying you're worth X amount of money, go prove it. Go find, find a team that's going to pay you and we will match it. But I would have done what PJ done there. Right? You know what? If you're not going to back me, go, you know, screw yourself. Yeah. Right I'll, go, I'll go sign somewhere else where they actually want me. Yeah. And for, yeah. I, yes, exactly. That, that was my opinion as well. Like, fair yeah. enough. Like, if that's, if that's how they, they, they address it instead of just giving him a contract. Which, which is a shame because you've seen how much momentum and how upset it was in the fact they had to leave. Mm. Albeit, it's quite clearly worked out well for them getting down to Miami. Right? Yeah, he's, made mean, decent, he's made decent conference finals for the second year in a row and he's thriving down there. Yeah, in fact, he, he was actually offensively better out there. They used him slightly differently. They used him yeah. cutting more in the, dunkers, in the dunker spot. He ended up scoring a bit more than he did when, when he was here with us. He wasn't just purely defensive. Um, it's quite nice. It's a shame. Although, you know, one player who I do think that will pick up his player option this year, right? And it's because it really has absolutely no haggling chips whatsoever. Tenacious. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right? We, we all know that I absolutely love this man, right? And uh, if I could put him into the starting team, I would, I'd happily have him starting centre. Right? I think he's fantastic, right? He's fucking brilliant. Second best Anthony Kumpel brother in the team, obviously. But he can re-sign for less than $2 million for the next year. Right? Yanis loves having him around, and this is where it comes to me, right? It's not his playing quality that gets Tanasis on the team for me, or in the squad. It's what he brings to the team off the court, right? We, yeah. all, know how, we all know how he's a cheerleader, but he's a bloody good one. He's a very good one. He sells Yanis, he hypes Yanis up, and he hypes the rest of the team up and does not care what he is doing. He knows his role. Because that's it as well for, with Tanasis. I think a lot of people see him and they think, see him as like, oh, he's only there 
for Giannis. He's not. He, he's there for the team. The, the whole team appreciate what Thanasis does does for the team. Correct. He's one of those guys that you, you see how excited he gets, right? Whether it's his brother you know, throwing the ball down or whether it's Pat Connor and a three, whether or not it's Javon Carter's done something or somebody's taken, got a steal, right? It doesn't matter. He is buzzing out his tits for them. And that's, you need that. Like, yeah, I get every team has players and you all support each other. I think it's very, very hard to find a man who is so passionate and gets so into backing the team despite the fact that he gets minimal minutes. On every single possession. On every single possession. It's yeah. He'll be up from his seats doing stuff. I mean, everyone sort of has one. They're, they're such an underrated part of the team. I mean, like, yeah, the, yeah, a lot of teams sometimes need that guy to sort of be there. <laughs> Correct. I mean, obviously, he got a lot less minutes this year, right, for various reasons, right? You know, whether that was just because Bud didn't want to play him, whether or not it wasn't needed, who knows. But he, he got less minutes, right? But he was still, as soon as he was called upon to go in, he still goes in and has fun. He, play, he plays 100%. Yeah, and now the first thing people are going to say is, ah, but he fills out, he gets five fills in three minutes. Huh. Yeah, but he, play, he, he plays hard and he just, he's like an overexcitable puppy at points, right? And I get that he's, he's the same age as me, he's 29, right? And I get he is, you know, he's not getting any younger. But I would still stand by he's still a very important person to have around the team. Absolutely. See if, you're getting, see if you're getting him for less than $2 million a year. Keep him there. It's $2 million quid. In the grand okay, scheme of I'll, things, what you're playing players. I'll be a cheerleader for Two million dollars a year. Exactly. <laughs> one of those things. You get rid of him because he does. He does centre Yanis when when Yanis needs it. He calms him down, and that comes apparent if you read Yanis' book or even when you just watch one of the telly. You can see them having their conversations off to the side and things like that. And it's well known how much Yanis enjoys having his family around him. See if that helps Yanis go out there and perform better every game. Pay Tanasis whatever the hell he wants to have him Please, on that bench. Sign Alex. Sign Costas. Mm-hmm. Get them all on the team. Oh, I yep, can honestly. It. Get, get the whole squad. Can you imagine? That'd be incredible to watch one day. Like, don't be wrong. I don't think we'd, we probably wouldn't win the championship off it. Right? But it'd be bloody great to watch a photo of them going at it one day just on the call yeah, with I someone mean, else. Well, realistically, like, get, you know, no offence to, to Ray John Tucker or to, you know, Sandra could actually be something, but like, some, some of those back end of the rotation guys, get a couple of monster Kimpos down there. We'll be having a great time. Replace Jordan Water. Get rid of him. Get rid of Wes Matthews because he's getting old anyway. And we've got Sergio Bacca going, so there's another spot opening up. Get them in. Hello. Bring them in. Get them all in. No, nobody would be angry if you had the Andrew Bacumperos playing as a four. May not win it, but it'd have a lot of fun. It'd be, it would be a lot of fun. It would be a lot of fun. Well, I'm, just, I'm, still looking, I'm still looking at this basketball reference thing. Which, by the way, as you can probably tell when you listen to this podcast, it's all done on a whim. We don't actually do any research into this or any thinking about what we're going to do until about two minutes into our escape conversation before we press record and we put together some really, really, really gentle plan of what we might chat about. Hence why we end up clicking away, looking at you know what we can find on the internet whilst we're doing it to keep back up our points. But I don't know. I don't, I don't actually think we've got a bad roster as it is. Yeah, there's, there's no. times I would say goodbye to it and I wouldn't miss if they left. But I don't think we have a bad roster. No. So, oh, although what is sad, right? And I've just worked, I've just had a look at this in here, right? See when you look at, say Serge Ibaka doesn't sign, right? That's nine million dollars for this year, right? That we're essentially freeing up. That we're not freeing up because that money is already spent on Chris Yanis and Giroud's upgrades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's not even as if you're looking at that. I yeah, we'll say yeah, like that. Not. No, not. We don't. Because we that nine nothing. million, we made up that nine million. It was Dante's four million or whatever, and then it was 
Rodney and Semi's two million each or whatever they were on. No, that is overpaying somebody. I still can't believe Shemi or July is in a basketball team. That blows my mind. He is He's, but he was. That man has played was. in the NBA, right? And that gives me confidence that I can go down to the local park and make it into the team. It's really that simple. If that man can play basketball professionally, I don't see why I can't. I don't see why you can't. And I don't see why anybody can't just go, yeah, I got this. But it's <sighs> frustrating. I still can't, like, I, I'm still a bit sad that we got rid of Dante, to be honest. I don't know if I've said that. <laughs> that still frustrates me we got rid of him. I get why we did. But I also think if we had had him, it would have given us a good look at whether or not we could then trade Grayson Allen for the contract he's now got. Yeah, maybe keeping done so was the right idea. But then I, don't, I don't think we would have been able to re-sign him anyway, money-wise. Because, yeah, I don't know how the cap works. But I think the, the, the only reason we could extend Grayson was some reason to do with cap space and we couldn't do it with Don. I don't know. I don't know. Well, well apart from that, I think Bucks fans would have went crazy if we'd re-signed Don in our contract. That's the big issue. <laughs> right. I do have something written down in my notes here, by the way, right? What's one, th- or what's one player that stood out for you, right, throughout the season? And I'm taking away the big three. Big three do not count. Javon Carter, for sure. He was unreal. He, 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 was, he was definitely up there as one of my favourite bucks outside, mm-hmm. outside the big three. Javon Carter was so, so good. And to see, I mean, I remember saying, and it was, maybe, it's, maybe, it's, maybe it's not kind to say, but oh, you know, I wish George Hill, you know, strained his abdomen a bit, bit harder, a bit longer. Because let's go with if Bud had the balls not to play them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's go with that. Um, yeah, because no, no hate to George Hill. It's not his fault he had to play. Um, but well, I mean, sometimes maybe you could have just said, "Listen, coach, don't play me." But then, well, you, yeah. you never do that. That's stupid. Don't, don't. That, do that. Not a chance. But no, I, but yeah. that's a good call on Javon Carter. He I'm going to throw another one out here, right? And you're going to laugh at me for this one, right? Because he only played a handful of games at the in garbage time, right? But look at Billy Dozer. Oh, he was, right? he was cracking in the two games that he played. <laughs> right. right? Not not so much because he quite clearly did not add a hell of a lot to the games. But see the flair that he brought. I would be it's very interested to see how that goes if he gets more time and we keep him around. I think there is a chance that he does actually break into the rotation maybe next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our big issue is that our big issue this year with George Hill is that Bud likes George Hill. And Correct. Bud has this tendency to sort of play play these blokes that he likes a bit more than, than he maybe should do. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe, and maybe that was the reason. Them around. Yeah. Like, and sure, you know, the reason George Hill was getting minutes was because Bud was like, well, I trust him in these in these moments. I don't trust Javon, basically. Despite the fact that Javon has shown that he was more than capable, but he'd only done it for like, and for the games, but he's still playing Grayson. Does he trust Grayson? I don't trust Grayson after the first few games. It's, it's going to be interesting to see, in it? But my, my standard player, sorry, wouldn't have actually been Luca as much as I enjoyed that. It would have been Pat Connor <laughs> because I still stand by that Pat, when he got his ring, has become a completely different man. Yeah, his, his improvement over the last... Um, so the year before he got the ring, and that, that was the first year I actually started watching the Bucks. I'm a, I'm a new fan, don't, don't hate me. Um, but um, I hated Pat Connaughton that season. <gasps> I hated him. Because and, I, and me and my brother would take the piss out of him because he'd always do this thing where he'd get pump faked into oblivion. I don't, I don't even remember watching that. <laughs> like, a player would go like this and he'd go, and he'd fly, you'd see him fly past into the stands. And I, I used just, to compare that to the Eddie Guerrero uh, five-star frog splash. <laughs> 
That's what that was to me every single time. It used to be so annoying every time he did it. <laughs> it's like, God. But he's learned from that. He stopped doing it. He, he's he's improved so much uh, over over the championship year, over this year as well. Mm-hmm. He really has improved to the point where, yeah, because I remember I remember us re-signing him to that um, two-year, eight million dollar contract, whatever it was. I think that's what we signed him to, and I remember being annoyed that we'd signed him to that. <laughs> I remember thinking, why have we done this? This is stupid. He's not worth this at all. And there they go. It's working yeah, well. He turned out to be one of the best value players in the league now. Yeah, so. that, well, that's the thing. That he, he's quite clearly deserving a new contract. That, as Bobby is, you know, doing with the player options. And the two of them deserve the bag. So hopefully the Bucks will actually pay. Right. What else have I got written down here? Right? The season as a whole, we've kind of discussed anyway, right? I don't think it was a failure of a season. Yes, we would have liked to have went further in the playoffs. Yeah, we'd have liked to have won the Eastern Conference. Correct. I would have liked to have won the Eastern Conference, but as we've shown before, winning the East or getting a one seed doesn't actually mean anything. What look, is, look at the what, Suns and how good a season they had, and look, they went at the same place. What is kind of sad is that um, they've brought in these new, you know, you know, the new East Finals MVP or whatever, and the West Finals MVP. Yeah, I that. It's annoying that they brought him in. It's a stupid award, but it's annoying they didn't do it last year so that Chris Middleton could have an East Finals MVP. That'd be so cool. No, sorry. I, you're spotting on that one. I mean, Chris deserved it last year, but I, I don't understand why you need an East and a West Finals MVP. <laughs> so stupid. You know, what, what is that saying? Oh, yeah, well done. Just in case you don't win the Finals and get the best player in that, we're going to give you a reward for doing the first couple of bits. Also, I appreciate that they've named them the Larry Bird and the, the Magic Johnson Awards either way because, you know, they were both mm-hmm. very good. But True. LeBron James is the, Eastern, is the Eastern Finals MVP of all time. You know, how many of those is it? He's won 10 of them. Well, nine of them, sorry. Like, that's insane. <laughs> talk, like, you can talk about his finals and the, the GOAT thing all you want, but, you know, Eastern Finals MVP. It's LeBron James. He don- he's dominated that, that finals for sure. Washed thing. <laughs> not letting that go still not letting that go yet but nah, it's frustrating we went out in the second round and that will bug me for a bit longer but I, there's a lot of folk here saying that the season's a complete write off and you know it was a failure blah 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 I don't think that's fair to say However, given the circumstances no I think yeah, I think we did, we did a decent that. job we played well we learned but, but, but then I, next year. Well, well this is the thing is Budden now a victim of his own success right now Hear me out on that one because I know that he's obviously had a couple of rocky seasons before that, right? But he then went to full away, won the championship, right? And everyone then went, ah, right, instead of hiring Bud, let's hire Bud, right? Let's give him that little bit of extra time and let's see what he does this year. He's also not made himself any new friends. He's had a, he's had a bit of a stinker this year. He's had a bit of a stinker. Yeah. Right? But it's part of that only because we went on to win the championship last year because a lot of folk were wanting him fired even once we won the Eastern Conference finals. Yeah, there so was. Turn around and go now, yeah, get them going, blah blah blah, and then won, won the finals, and all of a sudden we get Budden's out to get me. So there's there's a lot of um, talk. Did the Bucks win the finals because of Bud, or did the Bucks win the finals despite Bud? Was Bud actually hindering them the entire time, and was Giannis just so good that he managed to carry that hard? Well, I don't think nah. that's. I think Bud did play, did coach quite well last year. This year, he he didn't coach very yeah. well. Yeah. He made mistakes this year, which we all know. However, I still stand by that no matter what you tell your players to do, as soon as they cross that lane and go into the court, you know, you can't make them make shots. Yeah, and I mean... This is, this is the issue. Obviously, I, mean, I know you, our defense was... You decide the well. players that, that go out there and how they play. Yeah. But, and, you know, so George Hill getting 
as many minutes as he got. Grace Allen getting as many minutes as he got is maybe a bit sad. Then you're talking about, okay, but then you're also thinking, who else plays? We haven't got any other people except for Javon Carter. What's the argument I had about guy on Facebook? Because he kept going on about how Javon Carter can cover X, Y, and Z. I was like, right, Javon Carter can only be one man. He can't replace three at once. Yeah, exactly. Like, kind of thing. And we had a well, lot of players. Yes, that was a fair argument. You know, he can only go on and replace George Hill at one moment, or he can only go on and replace someone else for a bit. He can't play three people's positions. Yeah, he's not playing 80 minutes a night, is he? Correct. But I think was obviously the, the, the thing that a lot of folk kind of forgot about. But I think uh, not not even trying him was still silly at times. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100% that was a mistake that was made. And hopefully we'll learn from it next year. I'll be interested to see, like we've said already, I'll be interested to see what we're doing in the offseason. season. And in games five, six, and seven, our defense, even though we won game five, in games five, six, and seven, our defense was completely exposed by, even in four, actually, I think four, four, five, six, seven, whichever one they are, four for game was, I don't remember. But our, our defense was, was pretty much exposed in those games. And, you know, I think that's maybe a, a down to the personnel. I think, mm-hmm. you know, Bud did change in the end. I think, in fact, I think it is totally down to the personnel rather than down to Bud. Because in the games where we'd always finish, we started finishing with Bobby and Giannis I and mean, with no Brook Lopez because he, you know, him being on the floor was a defensive negative. And the yeah. fact that he's only there to be a defensive player when he becomes a defensive negative in the playoffs, a bit like Rudy Gobert does sometimes. Yeah. No offense to Rudy Gobert, I'm going to sh- throw some shade here. But um, <laughs> sometimes you become a hindrance and maybe the game has progressed past your skill set. And so... I think it was mainly due. I, I don't think Bud Bud had to play Brook for rotation points. Like who else are you playing? Serge Barker, he's exactly the same. They're both the same. Okay. It's who it's who's better. Maybe Brooks Brook is slightly better, so we we had to play Brook. Um, that's why I think I think we should make whether we will or not. I don't know, but I think we should make some personnel changes re- regarding our bigs. Some players who are a bit more switchable would give mm-hmm. us. I still think we need a centre, of course. But some 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 bigger wings like Bobby, some 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 bigger centre power forwards who can play both centre, both power forward, can switch pretty nicely onto small forwards. I think we need a few more. I think we need some more of them. And depth. Oh, I think it's one the, the way the game's going. Just to give Bud some options as well, because he didn't have like as much criticism as you can have for Bud for not changing his scheme well enough during the playoffs, which you definitely can, and you can definitely say, yeah, you didn't change. You didn't have the personnel to be able to change his scheme anyway, yeah, that's because his personnel. You can only work what you got. Exactly, the team were built for that defensive system. Sergio Buck is a player that was built for that defensive system. And when that defensive system wasn't working in either of the games, really, um, obviously Ibaka is not going to be getting any minutes. If the system was playing really well, if Brook was playing really well, maybe we would have seen some more Ibaka minutes. But Brook wasn't playing very particularly well, so obviously we weren't going to see any of Sergio Ibaka anyway. And so maybe, yeah, this season I think we've got to we've got to look at the personnel that we have for the defensive scheme we want to employ. Are we going to stick with Bud's drop? Or is Bud, you know, Bud, Bud's always been pretty fierce on his drop thing. It's going to be like, I will die on this hill. Maybe he needs to, you know, change his scheme. And maybe he will. Maybe he will. Maybe John Horse will sit him down and say, listen, lad, listen, lad, I'm getting you some different players who, who maybe aren't the best at dropping, but are much better at switching. All right. Gonna, so you adjust, you're, you're adjusting. So you're going to have to adjust adjusting your game to this. Okay. So you, and you're well, going to have to thing, right? Does this now become the focus of the offseason that they change the defence, right? Because they've, they've got plenty of time to now look at this and draw plans and go, you know yeah. what, right, things haven't worked. 
this is our opportunity to come back in pre-season, into the training and go, right, you know what, what we're going to do is X, Y, and Z. We are focusing on defence because for the most part of the season, offence wasn't our issue. Yeah, and I mean, even the playoffs, so the offence was, was crap against the Celtics because we didn't have Chris, who's the shot creator that we, that we needed. He's mm-hmm. massive on offence. Right? He's huge. Drew was doing too much because we didn't have Chris. Right, so we had two people who could do stuff offensively. And that's, that's you know that's not roster creation. That's because we got unlucky with the Chris injury. Maybe we right. have we get a backup player who can create some more shots. I don't know. I think George Hill was supposed to be that, but he wasn't really. Right, no, but... Um, but we just no one was hitting shots. We gave them plenty of open shots. They just needed to hit them. If people were like that's that was our issue. It's nothing to do with scheme. The scheme was fine. It was players just just making it work. Didn't step up. Spot on. Anyway, I think we have chatted for a good whack about this. So thank you very much for listening, not only tonight, but throughout the season anyway. I think we hit over a 1,000 listens throughout this season, which is pretty cool. Um, we are aiming, depending on how the Bucks draft goes and whether or not we actually draft players or what we do, we are aiming to come back next month for another podcast based on that one. But that will all be obviously down to whatever the Bucks decide to want to do with that. But I I, thank you very much for listening. Yeah, even if they try the pick there could definitely be some some pickups or something but at that point we'll see we'll have to see yeah we'll, we'll be back we'll, we'll have a chat about that regardless and if not we can chat about the draft anyway because why not but uh thank you listen matt thank you as always for joining mate no worries <laughs>